what we've realized is now that people are really getting saturated with the number of meetings they have. And so what we're realizing is actually more valuable. What's missing now isn't like having a lot of time to talk about work, but having the time to, to connect socially just as humans to each other. And often that, that social time leads to stronger relationships, which lead to better decisions and which leads to more creativity down the line. This is the Future of Work, an original series from Better Product. I'm Megan here to give you a quick snapshot into our latest installment. But before we jump in, if you want to get connected to other product experts, join our community, betterproduct.community. Remotion was born out of necessity. Alexander and his co-founder, Charlie Ho, were told it was impossible to launch a business without being together in the same room or even the same city. But that wasn't good enough for them. So having a great job and the city where you live don't have to be mutually exclusive. By having the freedom to separate your work community from your life community, you get richer, more diverse perspectives, creating a better output all around. Many people who want to work in tech, they know that maybe at some point they should move to San Francisco or to New York, and then they're going to have to make a whole bunch of new friends. And how are they going to meet friends? Well, they're probably going to meet their friends at work. And so their friend group is going to be a bunch of people who work in the exact same maybe company or same industry as them. And I think that really is damaging to community. And so one of the things I'm really excited about with remote work is the ability for folks to, to be more flexible in terms of whether or not they have to move to different places. And for example, for people to contribute to different industries from wherever they grew up. Remotion isn't only competing with in-person meetings. They're also competing against the status quo of all communication software. So everything from Slack to text to email, Zoom, anything else we can think of. We talk about Zoom fatigue, but what we're really talking about there is that scheduled meeting fatigue. So yeah, we're not all used to you know watching ourselves all day, every day. There's psychology behind that that says that's exhausting. But that scheduled meeting fatigue happens no matter how meetings are conducted, whether those are remote or are in person. The fundamental problem really starts with the question, when do we need to meet? When do we need to talk live? Or when can you just send a quick message? And Remotion's mimicking that accessibility you get from being in person while removing the hurdles from being remote. The video experience is very important to us, but what we're really focused on is getting you into the video experience at the right times. The way that, that we think work should be is that people should spend a little less time texting and a little less time in scheduled meetings. We all know, especially in this remote world, that burnout is a big issue and the causes of burnout vary a ton. So it could be anything from COVID and the restrictions that took so much away from people in their work lives, but also in their personal lives. A lot of people, if you're working from home, don't really think about or know how to separate work and home. So often resulting in people just having no separation and working longer hours than they normally would. When you're remote, you also feel like you have to show that you're working constantly. Like you have to always be proving that, yes, I'm not here, you know, sitting watching Netflix. I'm actually working on that presentation you want. And on top of the job you're doing, that proof is also pretty draining. So what did Remotion do? First and foremost, they took something that we probably all know as like, oh, yeah, I put that Slack emoji up when I need heads down time or I set a, a specific calendar block for heads down working time. Instead, Remotion built a feature called Focus that makes it easier to tell your colleagues that you're working but not responsive. And then also it should be celebrated when people need to take breaks during the day. Finally, burnout can be caused by not having those casual conversations that help you break up the monotonous back-to-back -back work every day. So it's kind of nice to have that human personal interaction in between 
the cold corporate business world interactions. Remotion is exploring some exciting new features, and Alexander's looking for a co-designer to do some brainstorming. You'll hear him and Christian get into this a bit during this episode. As a listener, we're giving you this insight for the opportunity to work with Alexander and his team. If you're interested, shoot him an email at alexander at remotion.com. Alexander, thank you so much for joining the podcast. It's a pleasure to have you here and learn more about Remotion. Sure. Great to meet you. All right. Before we started talking, we talked about a bunch of random things and we got off topic before we even started the show. But we're going to start not at the very beginning. I would love to hear how you got to start with a co-founder. It'd be great. Cool. Charlie and I actually know each other from college. He studied electrical engineering there and then went to work at a startup called Bebop. And I studied computer science, and then I went to work at Dropbox afterwards. We both went through our different journeys and picked up some ideas about the types of companies that we wanted to build. And both of us independently knew that we wanted to start our own company one day and create like the exact perfect team culture. And so later when both of us had decided like he was done with working Google and I had left Dropbox, started a completely failed company, and then was wandering the desert to try to figure out what I wanted to do next, we met and realized that we wanted to build the same company. Um, and it came to, okay, we want to build SaaS products. We want to build products that people will pay for as opposed to like with an ads model or something. And specifically, we want our team culture to be like a close-knit, highly collaborative culture that's like more light on process, more like you put people in a room and stuff just gets done. We really were addicted to this feeling of teams humming. And that was all great. We were working on something that was not remotion, getting started. And then we realized that Charlie was going to have to move to Chicago because his partner uh, was moving to Chicago for med school. And so... We were like, it's 2019. We should be able to, to make this work. Let's start a fully distributed company. But of course, we wanted to be careful. So we started doing all the research, learning about all the best practices and talking to our other like founder entrepreneur friends about why they had or had not embraced remote work. And what we heard from everyone was, hey, like you can build a distributed company, but you should probably not be remote as co-founders. You should probably have an HQ with co-founders. And so we started looking at why and reading what, say, the GitLabs and the Envisions had to say about how to do things more remotely. And what we realized was that the wave of companies that had really thrived when they were remote before COVID, at least, had a very specific type of culture that was very async first uh, and very much more structured. And GitLab likes to say, formalize the informal. And so as we started reading this stuff, we realized, wow, we don't want to start this type of company either. And all of a sudden, it made sense to us why all our leadership friends didn't want to start that type of company either. And we started thinking about why that was. And we realized that the way that you talk when you're remote is completely different. Everything is filtered through text and then scheduled meetings. And you can't just look over and talk to someone, which is the most human way to do it. And so we realized, okay, the way that we talk is different when we're remote. That means that you have to be super structured and, and more process oriented and more async. Is there a way to make this work if we have better tooling? And we realized, yes, there is. And that's why we started working on Remotion. So fundamentally, Remotion is a company our mission is to enable more types of team cultures to thrive, including team cultures that previously might have said they were an in-office culture. So I think of Dropboxes and Figmas of the world that are now embracing remote work, but before COVID would have told you that they were an in-office culture. Like we believe they can thrive as well remotely. Before the show, Alexander, I, I was trying to pronounce your name and I went like with a Spanish spelling and then you gave me a different pronunciation and I was like, oh, you're Greek. So I know I said, I want to hear your life story, but I'd love to hear where, what's your background? For sure. So I have a pretty unusual background, depending on how you might look at it. You might say that I'm a global citizen, or you might say that I'm just very confused. So my dad is Greek, my mother's Malaysian, and that's even those are approximations. I was born in England, grew up in Asia, Bahamas, Switzerland. 
I actually came to the States originally because I wanted to build airplanes. And this funny thing happened in my early career. Where did you get off course there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> went so, from I mean, airplanes to Remotion. That's an well, interesting so journey. So here's the thing, right? I came to the States specifically because I thought America built great aircraft. And what I didn't know, and for some reason I never researched and no one told me when I was 16 and applying, looking at college, was that you have to be American to work on the cool airplanes. And that's when I realized I had to pivot my career because I wanted to work on the interesting aircraft and I was, wasn't going to be able to. And so I ended up going through this whole journey of trying a bunch of different things and settling on computer science and, and becoming a PM at Dropbox. So one of the things that happened after I ended up getting this job at Dropbox and being a PM was I realized just how great the jobs were. And the, the type of work that I could do was both in terms of how interesting it was, the caliber of teammates and the pay in the Bay Area. And although I had come to the States to learn and work on interesting aircraft and then change my mind about what my career was going to be, basically, I was planning on moving out of the States at some point early in my career. And then I realized, oh, I can't. Like my career in the States and technology is so good. And so I was forced to choose between wanting to continue my global upbringing and provide that for a family of my own eventually versus going down this career path that I was finding so interesting. And that ultimately that tension is what made it so easy for me to decide to work on Remotion when we came up with that idea, because I realized like, hey, like there are great people everywhere. And it would be awesome if platforms like Facebook and Twitter of tomorrow are built by people in many more places with many more ideas and backgrounds. Let's go make that a, a reality and enable people to, to join great teams from everywhere. Yeah, no, that's cool. You said different backgrounds and different people, which is, that's like, I don't know if that's unique, but that's unusual to hear that. I think your your product marketing speak on the website says remote work shouldn't feel remote. And I think that makes sense. Everybody's like thinking about remote. But the way that you've talked about it so far is diversity and, and experience and like different worldviews. Like it seems, and you mentioned the word culture. I'd love to hear more about like how that provides a foundation that's not just functionally, you can work remotely and now you can collaborate remotely and digitally. That's true, but it seems like your lens is more on on enrichment and working with people with different perspectives and almost cross-culturally or something. I think one of the things that struck me from spending time in San Francisco was that I started recognizing that there are many forms of diversity. And in San Francisco, we were really focused on a few that clearly need attention. But no matter how much work we did on those, we would still not have geographic diversity with people working on our products. And one of the things that say I love so much about working with my teammates at Remotion today is say, we have an engineer, Fernando, who's in Uruguay, and he has like a very different point of view and a different approach on many things and in sometimes obvious and sometimes subtle ways. And I think that's super interesting. And when I go back to it, yes, it's useful to be able to work from home. And I think there, that is incredibly valuable for many people. But something that I think is even more fundamentally important is thinking about how communities are disrupted by most of the people getting educated, having to move for their education, and then having to move again to different urban centers to get their jobs. Right, like many people who want to work in tech, they know that maybe at some point they should move to San Francisco or to New York, and then they're going to have to make a whole bunch of new friends. And how are they going to meet friends? They're probably going to meet their friends at work. And so their friend group is going to be a bunch of people who work in the exact same maybe company or same industry as them. And I think that really is damaging to community. And so one of the things I'm really excited about with remote work is the ability for folks to, to be more flexible in terms of whether or not they have to move to different places. And for example, for people to contribute to different industries from wherever they grew up. That's another perspective I haven't quite heard. So I'm going to share an opinion that I have, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it, which is, 
So we're in Indianapolis. You may have, you may know this term of flyover country. You've probably flown over Indiana quite a bit in your life. And so there's been this, since COVID, there was almost this, oh, this now people can work from anywhere. What's going to happen? Are more people going to move to places like Indianapolis and then have a career? And what you just said, is, I've never really seen put that way, that you can almost destroy communities by forcing people to uproot and leave, which is a big problem for Indiana. We have brain drain from our great universities, and we just hope people come back. But one of the challenges I've had is that if we hire remotely, the businesses still aren't there in the community itself. So they're spread out. Do you think about it from that level? Are you still part of the community if your business or the companies you work for are all hosted? Or do you in one one area? Or are you seeing a future where businesses, yes, they might be centralized in the Valley, for example, now, but do you start to see that they might start spinning up everywhere or maybe nowhere? If your partner's in Chicago and you're in New York, where is Remotion? It's everywhere. It's fun. Like we, we, for various reasons that I, I don't even understand, to be honest, but I think like tax reasons and HR reasons, we have to have a headquarters. And so we just made it a virtual mailbox in San Francisco because I didn't know what else to do. But yeah, that's, it's a great question. Like I don't really think we truly have an HQ as a company. And going back to your question of what's going to happen with businesses, I think two things to share. The first is, I think this is going to happen slowly. And with remote work, I think the first thing we're going to see is people moving working for businesses that are like left where they used to be. So for example, a lot of hub and spoke type models where there's still like some hybrid company headquarters is in San Francisco or New York. But as more and more people move, let's say a bunch of really awesome people move or stay in Indy, then maybe one day they'll decide to start a company. And then when they decide that they want to be hybrid, they'll just work out of the office in Indy. So I think the moving of the businesses will lag from the moving of the people. But actually, I'm very excited about the moving of the people because I think that Let's say your company is, is headquartered in New York, but let's just say you live in Florida or something. If that's where you grew up, you can actually have a group of friends in a community that is unrelated to your work. And I think that if you hang out with a bunch of people who don't work in tech as part of your day-to-day, then you're going to build better tech products that aren't pure tech mindset, which has some blind spots. So I'm excited about that. So I, I want to dive into to Remotion because I think we've, I've, I feel so far uh, your perspective on remote work is actually quite different from a lot. So I want to dive back into what the status is or what the status quo is on remote meeting software. And I don't ever like to bash any software on the show, but we all know Zoom. And for Zoom, Zoom to me is like a platform. It's like, it was like a lifesaver for everybody. Like the fact that it could even keep up with the demand in 2020 was just like, they deserve a congressional medal if you can give something to a company. But as I thought about it, like as a year went on, it's like, I can't wait to see what's next. And it wasn't a dig at Zoom. It was just more like, this is just like the base, the bare minimum really that we can have. We can talk online and it's magical. But what happens when people start creating startups that are more geared towards the way work is done? And it seems like that's more where Remotion is. So if it makes sense of positioning against Zoom or just in general, like against the, the traditional status quo of video conferencing software... What is different about Remotion? What's the different approach you're taking? I'd love to talk about it as like Remotion versus the status quo, because the status quo isn't just meeting software. The status quo is meeting software and text software, or be it Slack, or maybe you don't use Slack and you just use email or Microsoft Teams. It it was super interesting to see some research early in COVID by the National Bureau of Economic Research. What they found is that when COVID started, people started sending 20% more emails, but that didn't last for very long. Like clearly there was some communication gap, but it was just too tiring. And so instead, what we netted out with, and this is research from last year, 
the new numbers are like even more. We netted out with 13% more meeting load, but meetings being minus 20% in duration. So it's just interesting to see, okay, with the tooling that we have, we're missing some communication points. Let's just talk more. Let's spend more time in scheduled meetings. Okay. Now we know how everyone feels about that. People are Zoom fatigued. It was really funny. I was talking to, to a prospective large company last week and they were like a Google Meet only shop, but they, they were also just talking about how Zoom fatigue they were. And I was just laughing because really in my mind, like what Zoom fatigue really is, it's scheduled meeting fatigue and scheduled meetings suck whether or not you're in person. I think they're even worse when you have to use like very immersive software that makes everyone's faces feel uncomfortably close and you can see yourself as well. So you're looking in the mirror and there's all this great research on how we could make that better. So I think there will be a class of software built just to make meetings less fatiguing. But fundamentally, I think the, the actual problem lies at a level deeper. It's like, when do we use video to talk? When do we talk live and when should we? Because today we, we talk live through meetings. That's the default in remote, right? So in an office, what do I do if, I'm, if I want to talk to you? I probably just look over and remotely, what do I do? I, I probably text you first and try to talk over text. And if 10 minutes later and like many interrupts and alt tabs later, I still haven't answered the question. I have a meta conversation about whether or not we should talk live. And then we decide to talk live. And then we schedule it because we're in scheduled meetings while we're doing the texting because we don't have any time to do anything else. And then we meet a day later. It's horrible. The video experience is very important to us. But what we're really focused on is getting you into the video experience at the right times. The way that, that we think work should be is that people should spend a little less time texting and a little less time in scheduled meetings. They should do more of their execution actually asynchronously and documented, but then they should spend time together to be creative together or to connect socially together. And we, Remotion is a tool that tries to create the conditions that you feel connected to your team and you get into those casual conversations. When you say that the, this is getting people back to collaboration, creativity, how does Remotion do that? When you think about like when you have ideas or when you have that energy to collaborate, like it doesn't happen on a schedule. So what's really important is like harnessing the energy. And so I think two things are important about energy, the timing, like when do I have it? And also how do I convey that energy? And we know that the timing doesn't happen in schedule. And we know that the energy is sometimes lost if it's conveyed over text and then to get something back. And so really what we're trying to help people do is talk at the right times for exactly how long they need it in a way that feels natural as though you're in person rather than having to schedule out that moment of, of collaboration. It seems to me just like looking at the product itself that it's not, it almost feels as if it's not the destination. It seems to coexist with your workspace, meaning like you don't, let's start a remotion and you go to remotion and you click start and then you have the remotion stage. It's remotion sitting there for spontaneous. Somebody, you've got people's you know faces there. You can just start chatting, but it's almost like you get to keep your focus on the work. Yeah, that's spot on, actually. That's, we actually use that term destination to describe what we're not building. So Remotion is basically two features. The first is ambient awareness of your team or feeling of presence. And the second is really lightweight video chat. And when we're designing Remotion, we're basically doing some really insane things. We're, we're trying to build the world's first non-immersive desktop app. What we mean by that is we're trying to build the first video app that you're going to interact with, but rather than navigating to this spot and like having this like tab open or like sitting in this thing, it's just a glance away, emulating as though you were sitting next to your teammates. And like you get to an office, you decide where everyone sits. And the idea is when you're working remotely, you install Remotion and you decide who your favorites are. And then you can always glance over those people whenever you want. And if you want to talk to them, you just click on them and their, their face turns into video. That's it. There's no like thing that starts or thing that distracts you from what you were doing beforehand. 
or maybe in, just like also in an office, you see the two people are talking to each other and you feel, oh, that's cool. There's a sense of energy and humans are doing things on my team, which is something that's missing at work today. Maybe you decide you want to join. Those are the types of interactions we try to enable. You've actually mentioned some statistics, the more scheduled meetings that we have, the shorter in duration as an indicator of the problem. When you move forward with Remotion, have you thought about how to tell whether you're succeeding? Like, how do you say, oh, they've been using Remotion. It's really helping because of blank. Okay, aside from like a great testimonial, but do you have a sense for what would success look like for Remotion? Are we really doing the work that we set out to do for people? That's a really interesting question because actually our opinion on that has changed as COVID has gone along. When we got started, we were basically saying, hey, talking live remotely is just completely broken and you should stop using Zoom and you should start using Remotion. And so for us, success is looking at a team and maybe they get started, they try the product for a day or two, and then we slowly see that every single person on the team gets added. And within two weeks, we're wall to wall and they've basically replaced all the Google Meet links in their meetings. They don't need links anymore. They just type the word Remo or Remotion into their calendar invite location. And then people are just talking in Remotion nonstop instead of their scheduled meetings. Maybe they're even canceling some meetings. Some of them are ad hoc, et cetera. But what we've realized is now that people are really getting saturated with the number of meetings they have. And so what we're realizing is actually more valuable. What's missing now isn't like having a lot of time to talk about work, but having the time to, to connect socially just as humans to each other. And often that, that social time leads to stronger relationships, which lead to better decisions and which leads to more creativity down the line. And so now when we look at a team and we're trying to see, is this team successful? We typically ask like, what are you looking for by downloading Remotion? And typically we actually see that there's more emphasis on this like softer stuff. It's not like we need to talk about work more. It's we want to just connect more. And I think if you want to know that people on a team are connecting, it's are they talking maybe twice a day or once or twice a day outside of their scheduled meetings? That's the earliest indicator that we look at now. So it's, it's actually a lower bar. That's interesting. Do you think, we, we talked before, before the show too about this hybrid environment a little bit. And I think in some ways last year was easier thinking about remote and video because everybody's remote and it's a level playing field to that degree. As we start, the vaccine comes and people start going back, hybrid is taking over. And you said your designer is there in the Brooklyn area with you. How are you thinking about this new world? Before you had this theory, then COVID happens. Now you have what's the fallout, some remote, some in-person. How do you think that factors into what you're planning with Remotion or are you already handling it? It's something that we were thinking about a lot. I think there's sort of two challenges as it pertains to live conversation. The first is a technology challenge, which is just, can you make the conference experience decent, even when you have people who are mixed between various remote locations and in an office? The second challenge is the one that I'm personally most interested in. It's like a product design challenge, which is how do you create an environment that keeps the playing field level between uh, the remote employees and the people who are in an office? I, I was talking to a friend yesterday who's thinking about taking a job with a company that he knows will become hybrid and most of the team will be in an office. And so... The thing I asked him is, hey, are any of the, the leaders of your company going to remain remote? Because if you know that's the case, then you know that company is going to be highly incentivized to get all the habits in place and all the structure in place so that other remote employees will be successful. But that's this temporary place that we're in, I think, where because we don't have the right tooling, there's still a lot of effort that needs to be required to maintain that level playing field. I don't think that'll ever go away. But what we're trying to solve for at Remotion is, at least from a live conversation perspective, how do we still fulfill our promise of creating that ambient awareness of who's around on your team? And is this a good time to talk, whether or not they're in an office or not? 
I think you hit that right on the head. I started my career in 2007 at Autodesk and, and we had offices all over the world. And none of the people I was physically next to were really on my working team. And I noticed all the time, you could just get a sense for who like was important and who you had to level the playing field for. So I, I completely understand what you're describing, where how do you almost create the equity that you might have in person and expand it out there? Yeah, totally. And I think that the challenge is going to be, how do you create an experience that's lightweight enough that the people in an office are still willing to interact with it? For example, let's pretend we're talking about VR solutions. Like VR is heavy. You've got to wear like this headset and then be tethered to a computer. If you're in an office, I don't think you want to be in VR also. But on the other hand, and again, I'm using this as an example, like we're not working on VR. I'm just using it as an extreme example. If you're fully remote, maybe you're more willing to use a very immersive software solution while, while you're doing your work. So I think that the thing that we have to design for is like a really lightweight experience for the people in the office. And then it can be a little bit of a heavier experience for the folks who are remote. I'm curious, like, how are you thinking about, you were mentioning that your companies, your agency is switching to a hybrid model. What are you planning? Right you're describing, you're like, you're describing the challenges that are unfolding as we move along where like a couple of things for me, I really like being in person. We're getting better remote hybrid. I, I should say we try to maintain as much co-location as we have. We open an office in New York and we're open, you know, to some remote employees, but we're worried that, okay, during COVID we could hire all over the world. But we knew once you know we were back in the office, were we really going to be able to handle all the remote employees? And I still think we've learned a lot and could get better. But that was a fear that we had that that drove some of those hiring decisions. But right now, it's right where you said I'm back in the office. I struggle being punctual as it is. But when I was at home on Zoom, a meeting ended, and I just started the next one, and I was never late. Now that I'm back in the office, I'm back in my old habits. I get stuck talking to somebody, and I'm late. But when we were all in person, you could physically see me. Can I interject? Because this is like one of my frustrations with the meeting software. I, I guess I actually didn't really properly answer your question about like, how are we different than Zoom? Zoom is for meetings. And the way that you get into a Zoom meeting is you like click into this link, right? And then you sit in a dark black box for up to seven minutes until the person you meant to talk to doesn't show up. But your camera and mic is on the whole time, so you don't pick your nose. It's just, and it's nothing wrong with Zoom. That's just like how video meeting software works. It's oppressive. And so like, that comes back to why at Remotion, we're super focused on this idea of creating that awareness. So I'm late all the time to with my team. I, I don't know, maybe I'm a bad person. But here's the thing. My team can see that I'm talking to you right now, or they can see that I'm talking to a different teammate. And so they just know that I'm late. It's like they can see, look through the meeting room. They're not going to wait in the Zoom room alone. They'll just wait till I leave that conversation and then we'll talk. And so, for example, that thing that you're talking about, I think is really interesting because it's completely unsolved by meeting software by definition, but I think very solvable by other type of software that's more about being a lightweight office, be it virtual or in person. You also brought up just another example today where another thing I've been thinking about I'm curious your thoughts on this too. You haven't mentioned it in this way, but burnout has been such a big issue. And I've been reflecting on it a lot lately where really starting in April, like Twitter sphere and design Twitter, everybody's, I'm so much more productive at home. And, and it was obvious. Part of the reason why is because you stripped out, not just the commute, ignore the commute, but all of the socialization that happened in between. And today I just got in the most inane conversation with two of my coworkers and I'm like, this is what I love because I wouldn't have scheduled a meeting to talk about some inane detail about a new bed that I bought for my kid, but it just emerged out of nowhere and it was great. Was it productive? 
absolutely not. It was not productive whatsoever. But that's what I feel is what keeps people from getting burnt out with companies is like that sort of in between what's happening in between the work. And so I, I reflected on that a lot. And it seems like that's really what you're trying to do is can you get people back to that almost like you're successful in helping people work if you're getting them back to those types of conversations? Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's that's also what we've been learning. Remotion in early 2020 was very much about productive conversations. And what on our website today is honestly like it lags pretty far behind our current. And I'm excited we're doing a positioning workshop on Monday. But we've realized like, hey, people have figured out how to be productive remotely better than we thought they would. But what's really missing is actually the, the type of conversation that you just talked about, like the bed that you bought. When it comes to burnout, I think that there, there are a few factors worth bearing in mind. Three. So the first is... Right now, depending on your risk appetite and your, your family situation, like you can't socialize with your friends after work. And so you're stuck at home, right? And even with remote work, like post-COVID, that won't be a thing anymore. Like there'll actually be even more socializing, hopefully, than if you, you know, we're all stuck in one spot. The second factor is the feeling of being remote. And this something that we, we hear is that when you're remote, no one knows if you're actually working, if you're an IC. And so you want to show that you're working. And the easiest way to show that is to be hyper responsive to all the interactions that you receive, right? Like someone slacks you, like immediately slack back. And something that we try to design for remotion again is this awareness. And we have a, a very explicit mode called focus, which we call it that way because we're trying to celebrate unavailability and frame it in a positive light. And really the goal for us is to help people broadcast that they're not going to be responsive and to reduce the pressure to respond quickly. We also have a culture on the team where it's perfectly fine to say, go on a walk in the middle of the day, which I don't know why it wouldn't be. We actually celebrate that. If you go on a walk in the middle of your day, it's off the beach or something, the team will actually post a picture of that in Slack and celebrate the fact that they got out of work. So that's my second point on burnout is basically, I think as leaders, we need to do a better job of telling people that it's okay to not be working and it's okay to be working, but unresponsive. The third point is basically what you talked about, which is more of a product point of remotion, which is, yeah, trying to create those casual conversations. So that's some of where we're taking the product next. What we've learned from the past year is that our product is good at creating those conversations for extroverted. But as we've started meeting like more and more types of teams with more and more different types of personalities on those teams, we've realized we can actually take this to like a whole nother level in terms of creating the non-productive but valuable conversations. And that's what we're working on right now. Yeah, let's dive into that. I was going to ask, because I know you, you all just raised some funding and I'd like to end this conversation with just helping... Talk about what's next for you. What's on the horizon for you? So you're you've been great for extroverted teams, but now you want to take out another level. What does that look like? What what else, what other things are you working on? So the main thing for us is creating the context for that conversation. That's that you're back in the office and all of a sudden you had that conversation, right? So we're thinking about how do we create the context? And there's two main ways that we're thinking about that. The first is how can we create some spaces that say a company leader or someone who's sort of the social chair of the team can create and curate and organize such that other people like feel welcomed into that space and feel like this is a space for non-productive conversation. So shared spaces in a nutshell, we're actually right now, Remotion is free for anyone to sign up for. And as we start working on this, hopefully next week or the week after, we're going to be a closed waitlist model, which is a technique that I love so that I can get on the phone with everyone who's signing up before they use the product. The second thing we're looking at is figuring out what are the signals that exist remotely that can help give someone an idea that this is like a good time to talk or like maybe this to nudge you like, hey, like someone else is free, whatever, like, why don't you have a casual conversation? And that's new for us because we've taken a very privacy forward view of status in Remotion where everything is manual. 
you decide when you're focused, you decide when you're open, because we were very concerned with creating this view that like your manager spying on you and wants to know whether you're working. So we took the opposite approach, like you can decide what you show to your team. And I think what we're realizing is that we need like a more nuanced point of view there. And so we're going to start building certain automations and certain integrations that help others know that this is a good time to talk. I don't mean to start co-designing this right, right off right I'm now. Go for it. I'd love to hear what you think. <laughs> See, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about that. And I was thinking too about this whole idea that people are more productive for different types of tasks at different points of the day. Like even myself, I never reflected on when I'm fresher for certain type of work until COVID. So I'm like, I need to schedule any of my sales calls for earlier in the day. Or if I, if I haven't gotten to the blog post by 2 p.m., just it's just not going to happen. So I'd be curious if like you can weave some of that into behavioral preferences. Can we look at Figma or Illustrator and see you spend most of your time in between 10 and 12 or something ridiculous like you have 70 more artboards created before noon than you do after. You should consider creative. So it's almost like helping people learn about themselves to schedule the right sort of times themselves. So anyway, that's either something you've thought of or just a free live idea. No, I, I, I love that idea. Are we allowed to just jam for a moment? Yeah, we are allowed. Dude, this is my podcast, man. We can do whatever. So here's my question for you then. If we're going to go, let's say we lean into this idea and we have a lot of automated tracking of the tools that you're using and when. I think you're probably more manager persona than individual oh, contributor please. persona. Is that I'm right? I'm just going to pretend you never said that. Sure. My question is, how do we make sure that the other people on the team who are not managers, but who our individual contributors and who don't want to feel like they're being spied on. Like, how do we frame that in a way that makes people comfortable with it or makes people want that feature? That's a good point. If there's a way to just make it amongst like the individual contributors and, and almost like maybe you could almost set the privacy for who's even allowed to see that. Where if you're like a designer on a team of say three other designers and maybe you've got a product manager and some engineers or something like that, you could almost set the privacy levels to be set to a certain thing, almost invert the power controls, where it's rather than a top-down admin setting, it's actually bottoms up where you actually get to control upward or whatever that looks like. But it could also just be personal. You could start personal where you watch and listen and only share that with the individual. Like it's a teaching tool. Say, hey, we're, we're noticing this. You should consider scheduling focus. Nobody else is going to see that. I like that. Thanks for joining us. And if you haven't yet, be sure to join the Better Product community. We've got all sorts of content and resources for you. And if you want more audio, don't forget The Business of Product is our latest show to join the Better Product Network. And you can find that and more at betterproduct.community.